friendships change, obviously, over time. Or, or I, sh- I take that back. Uh, people change over time. We change yeah. over time. And, you know, I don't, I can't speak for anyone else, but, I, you know, I, I can't say, you know, it's probably going to make me sound horrible here, but, you know, I can't say that someone that I was hanging out with in kindergarten has anything in common with me today. And I know, I know, I know, I know that, you know, sharing history, there's nothing like it. I mean, that's what makes our, our biological family so and those relationships so valuable. Um, but, you know, people do change, and sometimes they change in ways that just that really don't fit into your lifestyle anymore. And I'm not so sure that any kind of communication is is going to change that. I don't, what would you say about that? Well, even even talking about that, I, I mean, totally agree with you. I think you, it's less and less that you hear people are friends with people they met in elementary school. You do hear it, but it's, I think it's less likely now that we move off for college, we move off for jobs, you know, we get uh, married and we move away for that. So I think it is less likely and we do change and our, you know, our interests change, our hobbies change, all of that. But that's, that's the thing, though, if we're not talking about those changes in our friendships, that's what I meant by communication. I think mm-hmm. that's what gets lost. But I think that definitely as we get older, just everything changes in our life and friendships ebb and flow. So do you think that it's, it is unhealthy to end friendships over, you know, that, that aren't working out? Like, say, you know, a friend who's sort of a real psychic vampire. It's always like the same old complaining story over and over and over again. And even if you've talked about it, like, hey, you know, you just, you're in this dead-end relationship and you've been talking about it for three years and it's not going to change. Uh, you know, let, can we talk about something else? You know, it just might be, you know, a person who, you know, has a real victim mentality where, you know, we might be in a space where we don't we don't have that kind of a mentality. We believe in accountability. We believe in taking um, control of our own lives. And, mm-hmm. and, you know, sometimes those kinds of really differences in people, I, I don't know. You know, I, I, I always question that, you know, because I, I have sort of my own you know, way of thinking about it. But I know not everybody necessarily agrees. It's like, hey, they're friends since you were five years old. You, you know, you can't end the relationship now. And, and I don't necessarily agree. Um, mm-hmm. But but I'd be curious to hear what your thoughts are on that. No, I, I think that totally happens where, you know, at some point in time, you can talk about everything, you know, till you're, you're blue in the face. But if you if if you're feeling it's not a healthy relationship and it's a very toxic relationship, I think you have to decide if you really, if it makes sense to end. I think we can't, we can't hold relationships that aren't going to go anywhere. So I, I do think we have to let those go, the unhealthy ones, the toxic ones that aren't going anywhere. And I I love that term emotional vampire, Mm. you know, it's the people that just suck the life out of you. And, you know, over time, it just gets more exhausting and draining. And you're wondering why you have this person in your life. And, I, you know, I, I mean, I, I know that all relationships, whether it be female to female or female to male, we, you know, communication is no doubt. It is it is the key and it is it is what is going to you know preserve if the relationship is preservable for lack of a better term. But um, but there just are times when um, I, I really do believe that people have just changed so drastically. And and again, you know, I may not share the same philosophy as everyone else because I mean I I know you know I I'm comfortable with three or four really good friends to me mm-hmm. that's great that that's perfect 
you know, and, um, but I know there are, there are the kind of people that, you know, you wonder, it's like, wow, you know, the 40 of them are going away for the, their 50th birthday. You know, it's like, wow, I don't know. That's just not, um, you know, I, I, I can't imagine that they can all get along so well together like that, but maybe they don't have to either. <laughs> um, but you know, so, so let's talk about, um, recommending women, um, how they find relationships that are good for you and avoid those that aren't. Mm -hmm. I think it really depends on when you're with that person and you, you leave that meeting, that coffee, you know, date, that lunch, you know, day, whatever it is, you leave that and you feel good about that person. You feel like you feel uplifted. You feel positive. Um, You know, it's really based off your feelings. If you leave that situation and you're feeling completely exhausted and drained, that should give you evidence that this friendship is is a positive or, or, or unhealthy. Um, I think friends that support us, that are honest with us, that communicate well with us, those are important qualities in a friendship. Um, you know, you want to make sure that you're it's equal. Um, you're both putting in time and effort. You're both mm-hmm. supporting each other. And, you know, not to say it's going to be 50-50 all the time, but if you know, you're the one who's always initiating or you feel like you're always having to plan things or there's kind of roles that you're taking on that you feel is not really what you want to be doing. That's something to look at. Mm-hmm. And, you know, um, this is, you know, very common. People say this all the time. Look at, you know, the five people that you hang out with and, and that, you know, it really sort of defines you. Um, hmm. Do you, would you, what would you say about that? So you mean in terms of people you hang out, in terms of who you are as a person? Yeah, and that, yeah, yeah. I've heard that. Um, I've heard that actually a number of times. And so yeah. that's, that's interesting. But, you know, um, if that were the case with me, then, you know, I, I, I may appear different than I actually am. I mean, I just, you know, I mean, I've got, you know, some older friends that I just love and we are different and we've, we are very different and we've changed over time. But there, we do share some really um, fun memories and, and, um, there is a, there is a, um, a, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Real, there's just that, that, that feeling that you can just say anything to that person. That person can say mm-hmm. anything to you. Um, and, and to me, that's much more valuable than whether or not we, we share, you know, the same hobbies or interests or that kind of mm-hmm. thing. And, and what would you say about that? Well, I think, you know, we, we, I think in terms of where we are in our life, mm-hmm. we then seek that type of person. So maybe you're having a harder time in your life. You're going to lean on somebody who's more supportive and reliable. Mm-hmm. You know, when you want to have a fun time or you're, you're wanting a girl's night out, you're going to maybe call up those friends, who, you know, they, they know where to go. They know how to have fun. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe you're wanting some advice on something. So you go to somebody who you think is, is wise and mm-hmm. has that wisdom. You know, I think we just seek that, that friend for what we're needing at that moment in time. So I think, it actually, I recommend having a variety of friends mm-hmm. just for those different experiences and situations. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, it's good. I, I, I liken it to an onion. You know, I mean, you've got different layers. You know, you have mm-hmm. you know, the, 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 way deep inside the onion, obviously, is the more intimate friendships, the, the ones that really, um, you know, you share the, the utmost. Um, but, you know, there are different levels. I mean, there are absolutely different levels. There's there's the, you know, friend that you play tennis with and the one that you go to the movies with and the one you talk to about men. And, you know, so there there's, uh, you know, all, all types of different friendships. Um, Nicole, why did you write this book, Surviving Female Relationships? 
I, you know, I think it's it's because a lot of women struggle with with female friendships, and it's not because there's something wrong with us. It's not because you know we fail at friendships. I just think it's something that women are embarrassed to talk about, you know, and that's why I wanted to include stories from women that I that I know in my life and I talk to all the time about this and it's anonymous women, you know, and, and they share their stories of friendships that have just gone wrong or they didn't know what happened or, you know, the Bridezilla story. So I think <sighs> every woman has a story about friendships and, and how they, they can be very difficult. And it's not it's not something we're doing that's wrong. It's more of and like you said earlier, I think as we get older we change and our friendships change. And I think we need to be more open about that. Yeah. I mean, you know something, this was um, years ago. I mean, a zillion years ago it was when Oprah was on and she did a show and she called it friend shifts. And I never <laughs> forgot that. I thought that was very interesting. Um, yeah. So anyway, I mean, and, and I think it's interesting. Um, divorce, I think is a time when, um, there can be a friend sort of shift. I mean, like other life transitions, it can really topple relationships. And um, mm-hmm. I've, I've seen that happen um, in my own life, actually, a while back. And um, and it was actually a surprise to me. It, you know, it was really a surprise. But um, why do you think that is? So I obviously have more than a passing interest in, in, in that. But I'm, I'm wondering, what is it about that kind of a life transition um, I mean, because I, I, I know, I mean, I think an obvious sort of no-brainer one is, you know, you're in your, say, your early 30s, and you're married, and your friend's married, and you've decided you're not having children, and she's decided she wants five. Your relationship's mm-hmm. going to change. Your relationship <laughs> is going to change. Um, yeah. But but things like relationships ending, whether it be divorce or someone who becomes a widow, a widower, that surprises me. That that one, you know, to me, that that's just, you know, there's a loss there. And to yeah. and to me, I would think that would be a time when a friend would be more supportive. Well, you know, they always say you find out who your friends are when there's a crisis. Mm-hmm. So I think, especially when there's a divorce or some kind of, you know break in a relationship, you really find out who who's still standing next to you, mm-hmm. you know, and then depending on, you know, alliance to each of, you know, the, the, the person, some people drop off and maybe they're going to align with the other person. So it kind of is an interesting dynamic that takes place, you know, say, say your best friend divorces this guy and she's hated him from day one mm-hmm. well she's you know it's going to be like well thank goodness you you're finally done with him but you know maybe there's infidelity or there's something that you know your friend really disagreed with mm-hmm. that made shift your friendship because now she's feeling like you know she can't believe what you did and you know there there just can be so many layers to that so I, let's I, we have some questions um, that have come in through my website here and um, but one question I want to ask you is how does one leave a toxic friend who's part of a group? You know, like the sort of like the ladies, you know, the six ladies that have always gotten together every, you know, started out once a week, but now it's once a month. Now it's every three months. But, um, you know, how, how do you do that if this one person in the group that's really toxic so that it doesn't end up being that when that person leaves, everyone's talking about that person? Wouldn't, right. it, wouldn't it be better to just try to see if you could kind of move away from that, that energy, really? I mean, because when you think about well, it, why would you want to be around such negative energy all the time? Of course. Um, it's a tough one, though, if it's a part of a group, because if you still right. really care about the other 
five ladies, you know, yeah. you want to, and you want to still spend time with them, you know, that can be, it can be a sticky situation. I think to still go to the event, but maybe try to focus less on that toxic person. Mm-hmm. Um, if the friend is really somebody that you do care about, you know, maybe doing a one-on-one with her and just sitting her down and being like, Hey, what's, what's going on? Let's talk about this. Are you okay? And, and maybe trying to um, address that toxicity and see what's going on in her life. And maybe, you know, something will come out of that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Good. Yeah. Great. So let, let's, um, let's move on to some of these questions here. Okay. Amanda from Quincy would like to know, I have a friend for the past 15 years who's extremely negative and depressed, impossible to deal with, irrational, and is completely draining me. I think we talked about that psychic vampire at the beginning of the show. Um, any and all suggestions I give to better her situation are repeatedly, repeatedly dismissed. Do you have any suggestions? Hmm. I think when we have a friend who is just not in a good place, you know, mm. we can tell her that we're there for her. You know, I think sometimes, too, telling her that, you know, if it's above our expertise, that, you know, this would be a great time to see professional and get some maybe some therapy or, you know, do some of her own work. Mm-hmm. Um, but all you can do is be there for that person. But obviously, you know, you have a life, too. You can't be there 24-7. So maybe recommending, you know, like I said, some professional help. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, if you're just tuning in, you're listening to Talk with Francesca, and I'm speaking with Nicole Zingaro, who is also the author of Surviving Female Relationships, The Good, The Bad, and The Ugly. Um, Donna from uh, Jamaica Plain, has. she says she has a friend who lost her husband about a year ago. She has also lost many of her friends through her hostile behavior. I realize that anger is part of grief, but it continues to be a problem. Any suggestion how I can help her? How she can cope with her anger? How she? Well, it just says how I can help her. It sounds like she's. It sounds like the question is how does she help her not to be so angry? Um, but I mean, I think anger is part of uh, the grief process, mm-hmm. right? No, it definitely is. Um, you know, but it's sounding on- like Donna. What Donna's asked, actually asking here is that um, she's losing friends because there is so much anger. Um, and she's wondering if there's any suggestions how you can help her. I guess it would mm. probably be similar to what you had said in terms of yeah, I think kind of you know, attending a grief group or yeah. something like that, where you know she can meet some people and also be able to express that anger in a healthy, safe place. Mm. Right, right. Um, okay, uh, great. Thank you, Donna, for that question. Um, and Jacqueline from Somerville would like to know, I am 46 and I feel I must be doing something wrong. I don't feel that I'm insecure or depressed or even needy, but after a few months, my new friendships seem to just stop. I wonder if I am too independent or maybe I don't respond or contact them enough. Mm-hmm. That's a little tough question. That's kind of, you have to kind of know a little bit more, I would say, huh? I hear that a lot where women, you know, kind of have these bizarre, odd types of friendships and so, you know, I, I am a therapist. Um, so one thing I do tell, you know, clients of mine or people that I know is, you know, kind of looking at the people that you get attracted to in terms of your friends. So are you seeking a friend who is maybe not really healthy or, you know, just to kind of look at the, the type of person um, you become friends with? Because that could be something that happens again and again. And then, you know, the friendship ends or something happens and you're wondering, you know, hey, what happened to, to the friendship? So maybe it's looking at 
you know, you and, and the type of people that, you know, you draw to. Well, you know what, um, Nicole, I couldn't agree with you more because just like um, our parents are a model for um, a male-female relationship, um, you know, I mean, wouldn't it be similar um, how you are with your, your siblings, your, your mother, um, yes. right? I mean, wouldn't, adults, wouldn't, mm-hmm. wouldn't that uh, play out again um, in your friendships? Yes. I mean, the way, you know, who you seek as a partner, you know, romantic partner is very similar to who you seek as um, seeking your friendships. And I mean, definitely we play out our family roles through the people in our life. And so, you know, all of that. Um, can be played out in our friendships, most definitely. I would think that it, it, it's more likely that it, it actually would than it, it even could. Do you know what I'm saying? Um, mm-hmm. I, I know when I, um, I came from a very big family, um, God bless my mother, she had eight children, but, you know, it was a lot. And mm-hmm. so, you know, there was a time in my life when I was much younger where a lot of my friends were older women, um, and I think that it was almost like I was, Still, you know, I was looking for a, a, um, a, a surrogate mother almost, mm-hmm. um, you know, just because, you know, she was just so busy and could only, you know, handle so much at a time. And I was very demanding. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, I, you know, I have something interesting that one of my um, girlfriends, she has this philosophy, never, ever, ever say no to a friend. I think that's something. I, I'm not in agreement with that. And sometimes I'll say, well, you can't say yes to everybody for every single thing. Right. Um, and I think saying no to friends isn't easy, but it, it's, I think it's not only necessary um, for the relationship, but sometimes to save the relationship. Because I mean, if you're saying yes to everything and you don't want to, then there's got to be some, some backlash, you know. Mm-hmm. What would you say about that? Yeah, definitely. I mean, you have to have boundaries, you know, in, in your relationships. If you're always saying yes to everything, you know, after a while, you might get a little resentful or, you know, kind of feel a little drained. So I think, you know, saying no. And if the fear is, if, well, if I say no to my friend, she's going to stop asking me to do something or she's going to she's gonna abandon me or something like that. So I think to really look at why you have a fear of saying no or, or what's stopping you from saying no. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, Nicole, we just have a little bit of time left, but, um, and I asked you this question, but my ADD kicked in, um, that I asked you to recommend um, how women find relationships that are, are, are really good for them. There's actually two parts of that. There was a, there's, and that was part one. How do you find good, great relationships that are really good for them and avoid those that aren't? But I don't know if we'll have time for both, but... But, um, yeah, I mean, how do they really, you know, in, you know, it's, I'm thinking of, of women who are a little bit older, who are, you know, not in college or, you know, not in, in um, you know, ha- you know, in the years of um, having children and kids growing up, but maybe women as we have a lot of women who are like 40 on up that listen to the show. And mm-hmm. um, I think sometimes it can be hard for women in that age group, especially if they've been transferred from a, um, you know, into a new market for a job, um, they're divorced maybe, they're, you know, so many different things that change in their life and all of a sudden there they are, say 40, 45 years old in a new place and 
kind of hard since they don't have children as, as sort of a commonality. You know, what might you recommend to those women and how they might be able to find some relationships um, that are that are yeah. good for them or better for them? Sure. You know, I think a lot of times just, vol- you know, volunteering, getting into your community. Um, there's, you know, meetup.com. You know, a lot of people can join groups through that. Um, you know, if you are religious or spiritual, you know, joining a church, temple, you know, whatever that that need is, you know, there's ways to meet people. It's just being creative with it. Um, you know, maybe that your community has an event, you know, sign up, go to it, um, you know, volunteer at your library. I mean, there's just so many things you could do to meet to meet people. And then the great thing about meeting people is you meet, you meet more people through those people. So it's like a chain of events that can take place. But you you gotta you gotta get out of your comfort zone. You gotta start somewhere. Mm-hmm. Okay, Nicole Zingar, author of Surviving Female Relationships: The Good, the Bad, and the Ugly. I assume that you can get your book anywhere on Amazon or BarnesandNoble.com. Correct. And you also have a blog on female relationships, do you? I do. Yeah, tell us what's the, what's the address for that? It's Surviving Female Friendships um, Blogspot.com. Fantastic. Okay, Nicole. Thank you so much. You're clearly a great friend. Thanks for sharing with us today on Talk with Francesca. It's been a pleasure. Thank you so much for having me. Okay. All right. Next up, a psychic lawyer. Now, that's a unique combination. The halls of of ivy playing with the stuff for tabloids. Hmm. When we come back, don't touch that dial. Keep smiling. Keep shining. Knowing you can always count on me. Show sure. 